Who do you trust? The government? Scientists? Fellow citizens? My water was two and a half times that of hazardous waste. And they were still saying there was not a problem. On this episode of The Conjectural, monitoring our water and environment and the increasingly important role of citizen scientists. I'm Robert Frederick. You probably already know some of Leanne Walter's story. She's a resident of Flint, Michigan, who was not persuaded that everything was fine with her water. Puzzle pieces of what was happening to my family, trying to put it all together. Rashes, hair loss, uh, my kids getting sick. At one point, my 14-year-old, them telling us they thought he had cancer because they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. Missing a month of school. That was three years ago. The problem, as you probably know, was lead. What you may not know? I, I, I blame the journalists to a certain extent, and then I cut them some slack because they were being lied to just like everybody else, okay? So they get a little bit of a pass there because, you know, you're being told by the state and all these tests that everything's good. And then you're getting told that all these citizens are crazy. So what do you do as a journalist? None of the media in Flint would tell the side of the citizens because the city and the state were saying everything was okay. We were just crazy. Nobody would hear us. They wouldn't put it out. Walter's son was diagnosed with lead poisoning, but the Environmental Protection Agency was doing tests at her house with the results showing lead levels were non-threatening. That got Walters interested in how the science was done herself. She learned from talking with EPA personnel and independent scientists that there was more than one way to test for lead. Different tests showed different results. Outside journalists started paying attention, and a leaked report from the EPA really broke open the story. And I was told by the state I needed to calm down. It's just a few IQ points. It's not the end of the world. Yes. I'll never forget that day. Um, that's when I decided, I started, that's when I really got into my research. And so I started testing with Virginia Tech. And from the testing without loopholes, my water was two and a half times that of hazardous waste. And they were still saying there was not a problem. Siddhartha Roy is a graduate student at Virginia Tech and the communications director for the Flint Water Study that independently confirmed that Flint residents were being poisoned with lead in their water. I did a comparison on media reports on Flint before uh, our team got involved. It's actually sad because for the entire year before, the media did like 10 stories a month. And every time it would be, the citizens are protesting, they, they, are, you know, they seem angry, but the state said everything is fine. The journalists never questioned the authority. They never questioned the experts. And this is something we need to be very careful about because the rise in scientific misconduct at government agencies that we witnessed in Flint, in DC and elsewhere is really concerning. And after we got involved, now there was scientific evidence. Boom, I mean, there are like 10, 15 stories a day. Kurt Guyette was that outside reporter who first paid attention. He wasn't in a traditional reporter's role, however. I was pretty much throughout my career kind of just a general assignment reporter. In 2013, in November of 2013, I started working for the ACLU of Michigan through a grant from the Ford Foundation. They hired me to 
write about issues connected to Michigan's emergency manager law. Democracy was taken away from Flint and seven other cities in, in Michigan under what's called the emergency manager law, where uh, cities, school districts, counties in financial distress could be taken over by the state with an appointed emergency manager who has complete authority. The, the power of elected officials is, is taken away. They, they have zero authority. All the power lies in the hands of these appointed emergency managers. And that power concentration contributed in a major way to the problem because financial austerity was the reason for switching over Flint's water supply to the Flint River in the first place. That was the start of the lead poisoning problem. I want people to realize Flint is not fixed. We have not gotten the help that we need. They never declared us a natural disaster. We're a man-made, so it doesn't qualify us for any of those benefits. Our water still isn't safe. And here we are, what, three years later? And this is where we are. While Flint's drinking water is now in compliance with federal regulations, it may still be a year or more before it is safe for residents to drink it. That's because lead-tainted pipes need to be replaced. Flint, of course, is not the only city with lead pipes. Again, Siddhartha Roy. The fact is we are stuck with anywhere from 6 to 10 million lead pipes in this country, which is virtually in every major U.S. city. So Philadelphia, New Orleans, Washington, D.C., Detroit, Boston, Pittsburgh, you name it. And that is exactly why, after Flint, all of the investigative journalism that has come up is finding lead everywhere. 90% of schools in this country are not required to test for lead by the law. Plus, you add to the fact that you have a toothless lead and copper rule where uh, the focus is always on meeting regulation and not protecting public health. Because if you fail, if you are not in compliance, you have to put in millions of dollars to replace these pipes, do a lot of corrosion control, and most importantly, tell people that their water is not safe to drink. 21st century America, and you will have to tell your people that, well, you're an American citizen, but the water you are drinking from, that's coming out of your tap is not safe to drink. And some estimates report that one in three Americans is at some risk of getting lead from drinking water. So that gives you a sense of the issue. So what do you do as a journalist? Again, Flint resident Leanne Walters. Do you believe that the, ta- the, the tests? Or, or do you decide to start digging deeper? And, and we need more of that true, honest, investigative journalism. And, and for people to realize that, yeah, there are some crazies, but not everybody's crazy. And when people are holding up bottles of brown water and bags of hair, maybe you need to take it a little bit more seriously. That's how we fix it. And we fix it by taking actions ourselves being citizen scientists like Walters. Because if the Flint water crisis can happen under a fully staffed environmental protection agency, what will happen under the Trump administration's EPA is anybody's guess. Trump's transition team laid out a plan to reduce the EPA's staff by two-thirds. So it's time for us to come together as communities and contact independent certified labs to test the water going into our neighborhoods, to test the water going into our businesses, to test the water going into our local schools. You've been listening to The Conjectural. Thanks to Leanne Walters, Siddhartha Roy, Kurt Guyette, and to the Council for the Advancement of Science Writing for hosting their talk. 
I look forward to your feedback to theconjectural.com, where you can also give the support that makes this show happen, download a transcript, and subscribe. I'm Robert Frederick. Follow me on Twitter, at The Conjectural. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.